Hello everyone and welcome to Campfire Talk. I've got a guest that will be coming on today. And it's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Her name is Kirsten Wise. Got a few topics I want to ask her about and uh, just kind of bring her on and have some fun and for the listeners and everything like that. I think it's pretty cool to involve your friends and family and other people that you can bring into this type of platform and ask them what they think or what their experiences are with certain things. So welcome her and we'll get started. Hey. What's up? What are we podcasting on today? So, one of my things was, is that I was thinking about it. I was like, hey, I want, you know, most people know what single moms go through. Mm-hmm. But I hear that from a single mom themselves and what their experiences are being a single mom, you know? Right. Like, or you by yourself with, you know, most of the time with your daughter and all that. Right, right. Like a day in the life. Right, totally get you. So what's it like day from day to day being a single mother? Dealing with what you got to do with job and everything else. Exhausting. It's exhausting. Um, now, you know, so... I fluctuate. I fluctuate a lot because I was career driven before I had her. Um, I'm very proud of my career. So now it's kind of those things where it's like I do get fulfillment from my job, but I also um, I get fulfillment from being a mom. So as a single mom, hey, God bless you. God bless you. Cover your mouth. It's it's kind of this right here. It's you know, you want to be active and involved and you want to have a social life and you have 10 million hobbies that you would like to be um, interested in. But then you also have to have eyes in the back of your head. Hey, don't open that. <laughs> Perfect example. <laughs> right. She's at a phase right now where um, she doesn't like, she knows I'm mom, right? But she uh-huh. also um, is going through an independent streak. So it's like, I don't really want you, but I need to know you're there. It's like um, distant affirmation. Like, you're still my mom. And when I decide I want you around, you can be around me. Otherwise, I don't have anything for you. Yeah. So, uh, she's kind of got that here peasant mentality. <laughs> Please go put your tablet yeah. in your room. Go. <laughs> go. Go take your tablet to your room. Yeah, you're playing in the house. I get that, but you play on your side of the house. <laughs> your room. She said no. I want to play it. Okay. All right. <laughs> See, that's a perfect okay. example, though. This is perfect because we're talking about this, and it's like going on, and you know, as you speak uh, about it. Okay, so so you know, you brought up single single mom, and I know you know you've raised Peyton, single dad. Right. So um. You know, I don't want to commandeer the conversation, but it has just been bothering me so bad. And I feel like you're the perfect person to ask this question to. I have recently encountered this problem where other people, 
um, have an issue with how I'm, how I'm raising her. Not really that they have an issue, but I find that so many people tend to verbalize how they would do it. And they love to give their opinion, even if it's unsolicited. So first, let's get specific. Okay. Specific example here. Um, Jolie, I don't really, I don't, I don't really spank her. Yes, I've spanked her. Um, but I don't, I mean, like when we were kids growing up, like, you know, we got our asses beat. Like, yeah. you know, if you talk back, you kind of got smacked around, like, you know, with a look across the room, you knew you were in trouble. And I didn't, I don't think I'm soft, so to speak, but I also, so being the single mom, you have to be the good guy and you have to be the bad guy. You literally have to discipline, correct them, teach them, encourage them, soothe them, and you have to find that balance. So how do you know when you're being too hard on your kid? And how do you bounce back? Like, sometimes you have to get really stern with her. Like, I'm raising a little me. So she's stubborn, to say the least. So how do you know when you're being too hard? Because you don't want to be too hard. But I also am not trying to raise a terrorist. I'm not trying to raise somebody who goes out there and bullies and terrorizes and has no respect for others. And, you know, she has to use her manners. She has to do X, Y, and Z. And she'll have to do that as long as she lives under my roof because I'm paying the bills, you know. But in so saying that, I've encountered, especially people that I date, they tend to have this um, opinion that she gets away with murder or I'm not disciplining her enough or I'm not hard as I should be on her. And they say things like, well, if you would just beat her ass, she wouldn't talk back or, you know, she wouldn't blah, blah, blah. But I can also tell you that having never beat my child, I can still raise a flyswatter water to her and she'll still kind of like flinch like, oh man, you know? So, especially from people that don't have kids of their own, have you encountered those, those people that you're, you know, you're interested in, you're talking to, you're dating, and they're just free to give their opinions. And so it's not that really they're giving their opinion is what bothers me, but it's that they come off so judgmental for not having been in my shoes. You know what I mean? Like, like you're not in my shoes. You've never been put in that position, so you don't know how you would react to it. What, baby? My umbrella is stuck. Your what is stuck? My umbrella is stuck. Your umbrella is stuck. Okay, yeah, you can't open it. You can't pull it through the door when it's open. That's that's not how that works. You're not supposed to open the umbrella in the house. You're gonna bring me bad luck. I don't need any more of it. It's right down. Okay. Yeah, and like speaking to your point though. Your tablet. So Especially if it, there's somebody in this not in every situation. But uh, if somebody is dating somebody that doesn't have kids, they usually just speak from their experience as a kid rather than knowing and having their own child and saying, hey, this is the way it should be, but they don't know for sure. And so, like, I love this is probably my most favorite one. Whoa. My daddy or my mama did such and such, and I turned out just fine. How do you tell them? How do you tell them, like, hey, bro, you didn't turn out just fine. You've got a laundry list of mama issues. You've got a laundry list of daddy issues. You're kind of a jerk. Um, And everything's black and white. You have no compromise. 
And and yeah. now you believe they have brought you to believe that instilling fear is the best way to. I'm not yeah. sure that I'm down with that. Like I don't want my child to be afraid of me. You know, right? So I try not to quote unquote beat her, hit her. I try not to parent her. Um, to to fear me, and and I'm terrified of instilling that in her because as she gets older, and you're raising a daughter too, so you're really gonna understand what I say because Peyton's way closer to it than Jolie is. But you're raising a a girl, you're raising a little girl, so we grew up in 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 a whole other world than what they're growing up in. But I don't right. ever want Jolie to come to me and say, "Hey, I'm pregnant and I'm blindsided and going, I didn't even know." sex you know or hey mom i need to be on birth control and i'm going oh my god you know like i don't ever want her i don't ever want to be blindsided by the things that could happen because i raised her to fear me and my reactions like obviously i'm not gonna let my kid go stick a finger in a light socket but at the same time I'm, I'm, i'm gonna let her get bit because she needs, you know, she has to learn for herself. She's got to make her own mistakes. Right. And, and, and that's more, kind of the, the balance we're talking about, I think, you know, because I try to teach Peyton to be sweet but tough in the world today. So it's kind of like, but at the same time, I say, look, this is what's going to happen. Uh, it, you kind of got to leave it to them at that point to learn the hard way if they don't want to take, you know, I guess not, not, not to you but not take what you say to heart you know right and I mean I'm not I'm not perfect and I I so it kind of goes back to the single parent thing especially you know I won't say that single mom is harder than single dad I you know I look at you sometimes I'm like man like I just think I have it rough but you really have it rough but you know to talk about some of the okay let's talk about the struggles you face as a single parent whether you're dating somebody or you're not dating somebody um Mine is, mine is, mine is juggling, dude. Like, so I'm the only one who's going to take care of her. I'm the only one who's going to put a roof over her head, a roof over my own head. I'm trying to take care of me and I've got to take care of her. And I'm responsible for her total and complete happiness. Like everything that happens in her world is ultimately on me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if she's having a good day, I'm, you know, about it. If she's having a bad day, I'm here for it. But I literally have to focus on her and meet her needs before I can meet my own needs. I'm not saying, right. that, you know, that I can't meet my own needs because I do believe that, you know, we, we as single parents do have to make that time for ourselves to unplug and do what we enjoy doing or to, you know, let our hair down or, you know, to, to kind of make time for us because we matter too. But ultimately everything you do at the forefront of it is, is this the best decision for Peyton? Is this the best decision for Jolie? Am I going to make sure that Peyton has this? Is this going to make sure that Jolie can, you know, get this or has this? So, you know, like, thank God I have a support system. I wonder all the time, you know, like, how do the single parents do it that truly don't have a support system? So like, I know you're, I know kind of like your background and you, you're kind of familiar with my background. So like, Yes, like I have an extended family. I have two brothers and sister. I have my two sets of step, like step, you know, stepmom, stepdad, mom and dad. Like they all are interactive and they all play a part and they will all help me like juggle. Like, hey, you know, I work 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
And I've done that since she was born. I've worked these crazy hours. Like, if I work 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., she goes to daycare Monday through Friday. My schedule is juggled. Like, I could work any day of the week, seven days a week, 12-hour shifts. And in so saying that, daycare is only going to cover her until, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock at the latest. The one she goes to now is 5.30. Put the knife down. Get down off the stool, please. <laughs> Get down. Yeah, kind of what's hard in my position is that, yeah, right now I got somebody that can watch her, but like with the work schedule that I have now, say if I didn't have somebody to watch her during the day or whatever it is, it'd be like, I'd be kind of screwed. Right. You know, 12, you know, three, no daycares that cover, you know, that cover the 12 hour shifts the night. Now, now, granted, you know, I actually found a daycare. I actually found a daycare in Port Arthur that was made like the person who owns it is literally a plant worker's wife. And they literally opened this daycare because she said no other daycares worked with, you know, those hours. However, you're like, you're like me. Just because somebody says they'll help you out, just because, you know, somebody offers to take care of Peyton, doesn't mean you're just going to trust them right out the gate with your kid, you know? Right. And um, so I kind of, like, I'd gone in there, and I was like, you know, the, even the price was better than what I was paying now. It was extended hours, you know, didn't have to pack her lunch. Like, they provided meals. It was just one of those, like, oh, my gosh, this sounds too good to be true. And I went in there, and as soon as I went in there, there was, like, five babies, like, strapped in their car seat, just hanging out. Um, the daycare worker had her feet propped up on the desk. She had her shoes off. She was playing on her iPhone. The babies were in their, like you know, in their, in their car seats. And so like as a mom and, you know, as someone who's in healthcare, like the one thing you do not do and should never do is leave your kid in a car seat, especially infants like that, you know, they can suffocate, SID, sudden infant death. And so that just gave me a really bad vibe. And it's like, what's worth it? Like putting my daughter in a place that I feel like now she's unsafe or, you know, changing jobs to accommodate my kid. And I've probably had three, four, maybe five jobs since she's been born just because that's part of the single mom gambit. There is nobody that helps me. It's kind of one of those like really aggravating and really frustrating things. And just to be clear, um, just to be clear, no, I'm not one of those single moms that gets her nails and hair done off, off child support. I don't receive child support. There is no one helping me. So I think that there's a fundamental difference between people who say they're a single parent and they're truly doing it all on their own. And people who say they're a single parent because they've gotten divorced or whatever and, like, dad's still in the picture and, like, they get every other weekend off because that's when they go to their parents' house. You know what I mean? That's not what I am. I'm truly 24-7 mom. Um, Dad's not in the picture. Dad's never been in the picture. Dad chose not to be in the picture. And that's okay. Like, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. I just want to illustrate that I think the struggles are different for those that are truly a single parent than those that chose, so to speak, to be a single parent. Right. Right. There's a whole two different you know, worlds right there. A lot of people don't understand, you know, if something happened to my parents, then I would be left with my two brothers and my sister and that would be fine and everything. But the reality is my brother's, are married you know one's married one's almost married they have their own lives they have their own families they've got their own things going for them um you know we're fortunate that you know my sister is jolie's godmother and she's very 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 invested in jolie and they try to juggle and they help me out as much as they can 
but this is the problem that I run into. I work, I work till eight o'clock at night. So I have to, I, I have to ask my parents, I have to ask my siblings like, Hey, can you pick my kid up from daycare? And can you watch her till, you know, nine o'clock at night when I get there? And then I get off work and I, I go home and I haven't ate and laundry needs to be done and the house needs to be cleaned and I need to catch up on bills and there's so much that I need to be doing, but I don't and can't focus on that because I have that small little window of time with my daughter before she goes to sleep and then we're going to wake up the next morning and she's gonna, I'm going to wake her up, I'm going to get her dressed, I'm going to brush her teeth, I'm going to get her fed, I'm going to pack her lunch. And then we're going to get out the door. And then most of the time I'm forgetting my own lunch or I'm forgetting something that I need because I'm so focused on, hey, did I take care of Jolie? Did I square Jolie up today? Is she good and ready to go? And then we rush to daycare and then I rush to work. And then I have to totally focus on work because work is what I do. And if I mess up, people die, people get hurt. Or I get hurt. Jolie's hungry. Well, I feel like you ate just not even 20 minutes ago because... There's a half-eaten bottle of orange juice. There's a half-drink bottle of orange juice. There's a half bag of crackers. You've got one <laughs> right there. You've got a hot dog sitting right there. See, what I love about this, the, the reality of it is that's what I like, the knit and grit and people hear, you, you know, juice. what's actually going on. Because they're like, you know, a lot of times I'll say, hey, hey, I'll call you right back. I think I've done it to you a trillion times. Hey, I'll call you right back. Yeah. And you don't hear from me for two, three weeks, maybe two, three months. And it's not that I mean to do it, but that, you know, life goes on. I get distracted. Yeah. You want some strawberry? That's, what, that's what people got to understand, too, especially that's what's good. Like you brought up the dating issue. You got to find somebody, you know, and notice, and I've been through it all. When you date somebody, you really got to going to work out best if you find somebody else who has kids also understand you know I haven't, I've, I've dated I've dated two men since Jolie was born one was just and I won't even I'll say dated loosely because the first one you know we're in the day and age of talking you know you, you talk you text you might call every now and then you might hang out go have some dinner you know, go play pool, you hook up, um, but nothing really ever launches, like, you, nothing really ever gets off the ground, because inevitably you start seeing bits and pieces of them that you're like, yeah, that's not really what I want to deal with, especially as you get to 30, like, my late 20s and early 30s, I'm just like, I don't have time for that, like, you know, I think, I think I know better now, I, without a doubt, I know better now. I'm not like I know what I will and what I won't tolerate and what I do and don't find acceptable and I've I've pretty well come to terms with like this is what I deserve and this is what I don't deserve and this is what right. I can put up with and this and I don't have to put up with that, you know? So, right. Life's already hard enough without having to deal with all the extra bullshit, you know what I mean? Like right, right. Extra yeah. if it's unnecessary or just something that you can you know, be like, Hey, this is it, this is the way it's gonna go, kinda like this way was you know. Right, right, right. You know, um, I'm fortunate oh, enough. Sally, you, you just had two pieces of cheese. We want some more. The kids are usually the bottomless pits, too. I mean, she's eating me out of house and home right now, and she's not gaining any weight. You know, they stay on me about, like, hey, she needs to gain weight. And I'm like, I, she eats all the time, I promise. 
And one thing Peyton always says is, I'm hungry, Daddy. I'm like, hi, hungry, I'm, I'm Daddy. You know, and she, she, it's just a way I play with her. I know she wants something to eat. She's like, no, it means I want something to eat, but it's like all the time. She's We're constantly never- thinking about what to cook or what to make for dinner or what to buy, you know, whatever the case may be. And sometimes that's what a lot of people don't understand, too. A lot of times it's hard to cook something when you're on the go all, you know, most of the time trying to, oh, I got to go to work. Or I got to do this. Bring her here. Especially something healthy. Like, I feel like right. my kid lives off of sausage links and chicken nuggets. Yeah. And if not, then she's living off of bean burritos from Taco Bell. Like, I know. Yeah, and I feel healthy. bad about it, too, you know. And like, those, I'm like, oh, I gotta figure out something to cook. You know, I'm trying to get in a better habit of doing hey, that. Take it to your room, okay? I can't hear. <laughs> take it to your room. You can take your cheese just this once. She's like, but mom, I got cheese in my hand. I, you know, you don't let me eat in your room. She's like looking at me so uncertain. Like, do I go? Can I do this? Real, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's the sacrifices, the little things we make. Whatever. But uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to bring you on too, and just kind of get your experiences and stuff too. I know my girlfriend. She's got. She kind of one of one of those people that doesn't have that whole support. And so it's like, you know, she takes her kids pretty much everywhere she goes. You know what I mean? Right. Awesome. You know, but she she's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm not going to depend on someone to take, you know what I mean? And I know some people's, everyone's situations are different, but she like she does not have that that system. To I with, that. Okay I with her. I, but, yeah. I have a few, I have a few people I know that are like that. My thing is, um, you know, really and truthfully, so I, like I said, I, like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough, like you, you've met Ashley, you know, Ashley, um, I'm fortunate enough to be dating a man who, while he does not have children of his own, um, he's, he's solid gold to Jolie. Yeah. Right? Um, however, we're dating, like we don't really live together. Like I go to his place, he comes to my place, we go back and forth. Um, and so it, I'm just really kind of at this crossroads right now because I know he means well and I know he loves Jolie wholeheartedly and she for sure loves him. Like every night she has to talk to him, every night she's looking for him. And, you know, obviously you can't make people be more ready for a role than what they are. And so I really have just kind of let their relationship develop naturally. Um, I don't want to ever force her to be around him if she doesn't want to be around him. But that's, you know, she's never, like, bucked it or been like, no, you know, I don't want to. Like, she's always like, I want to go see him. I want to go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and he's solid gold with her. But, I, you know, I recently was trying to make this point to him. I'm not taking for granted the fact that he is in our life. And I'm not taking for granted the fact that he does so much for us. But, you're, you know, it's that parenting role versus the real parenting role like right are you gonna be the step parent and like step up or are you going to be mom's boyfriend this is your fourth piece of cheese i think you just want cheese and you're not eating just cheese i'm not dealing with the fallout (laughs) and um you need to eat something real how about some strawberries You want some lunch meat? You want some pepperonis? A hot dog, of course. Another hot dog because there's already one half eaten right there. 
I'm going to find hot dog wieners all over this house. It's, it's going to happen. A trail, trail of uh, lunch meat from the... Of the, you know, for all the Karens out there that have processed <laughs> chicken lips and feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's but... like, oh my God, I can't believe you fed your kid hot dogs. And just for the record, they are Armor brand because they're 98 cents a pack. <laughs> Single mom, balling on a budget. Yeah. Well, it's awesome to get like insight, like I said, from different perspectives and things like that. I think it's interesting. So, so let me ask you. you. I, I'm, curi- I'm curious, Cameron. I'm, I'm really curious. So, you're a single parent. You're dating someone who's a single parent. Do yes. y'all clash on? Did y'all find any like? Have y'all clashed, or do y'all do y'all find yourself at odds with any of the ways like maybe that like she deals with her kids versus how you deal with your child? Like, is there not any- really. I've been lucky enough to, me and her are very on the same page about most things. And that, that's like, what I'm thankful for. Because, like, she is this, is, this is, you know, Peyton, Peyton, you know, you've done such a great job with her. Like, you know, I think I've told you before, when I think about single parents who truly kind of are on the same level that I'm on as far as, like, they have to work. They've got a million and one things going on in their private life. Like, you know, they've got a support system, but at any given moment, that support system is, like, non-existent. You know what I mean? Like, it just, like, if things go just even a little bit wrong or turn of a dime, everything about their world changes, and they're going to be left going, okay, 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 trying to scramble and figure it out. And then on top of watching you deal with all of that, Peyton's just an all-around amazing kid. Like, she's the most well-mannered kid I've ever met. She's so funny. She's so yeah. smart. Like it's it kills me how how perceptive she is. She sees everything. She knows everything, and she's just like a genuinely old soul. Like she's yeah. like I could just sit by Peyton and be calm because she's just so chill. Like she doesn't get yeah. worked up. Nothing really phases her. She smiles all the time. Like she's just. And I tell people that, and I was like, I, I'm telling you, and I, uh, it seems like I'm bragging because oh, it's it's. Your child, so you're bragging, but she really is a very well behaved kid. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's so like, when is it not like, since when is it not okay to be proud of like, nobody's giving you kudos? You know what I mean? Like, nobody's stroking your ego. You're the single dad, right. you're doing it by yourself. So, like, if you say, oh, look, man, Peyton's so da da da, or Peyton did blah blah blah, why, like, it just bugs me because it's like, you know, uh, I, somebody. And that's what's awesome too, is because like I have a girl, and then my girlfriend's got two boys, so so it balances you know, out. On her own, so it balances out because then I can say, "Hey, I need help with like the girl stuff." She'll be, uh, you know, I need help handling hey, two boys. You know, not really. We don't need help parenting. We just need help with, hey, have a handle a certain thing. Like you know, I know how to do one hairstyle. On a girl, and that's a ponytail, and that's it. <laughs> right. I mean, I and she, you know, I have a really good friend of mine who's also a single mom, and and you know, you wanted some perspective, so I'll give you some perspective. Uh, she recently brought to my attention she had had an argument with her boyfriend, who's not her child's father, 
Um, but she had an argument and the argument in that argument, she, you know, they were arguing about something else, but it came up and it was just like, well, I do such and such, such and such and such and such for you and your child. And his, the, the boyfriend's argument was, I, well, I fed your kid and I did blah, blah, blah. And you fell asleep. And, you know, then I got up and I, I, you know, I helped teach her to swim and things of that nature. And so her argument back was, it's not that I don't appreciate what he does, but if he's going to throw it in my face, the very base things that I do every day, like they're not a big deal to me. Like she just felt like they're not that big of a deal because she does them on the regular basis and she does them and nobody right. acknowledges it. You know, like she's, right. she's, she's going to take her kid to the pool and she's going to put sunscreen on her kid. Her kid's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to feed her kid. If the kid's messed exactly. up tired, she's gonna she's gonna shut everything down and she's gonna make sure that you know it's nap time. What baby? Yeah, it's what's naturally supposed to happen being a parent. It's one of those things. It's like I don't need a reward for doing things I'm supposed to do anyways. Right, but in, in in saying that though, you've dated women that don't have kids of their own, and you've dated women that do Ooh. have kids of their own. So yeah. let me ask you: If that were you in that position, would you? be aggravated because you didn't would you feel like I think she was just more upset really that he was like he was like give me acknowledgement look at everything I do for you and she was kind of offended because for her it was like if you really love my kid and they're hungry and you're feeding them you know I mean that's yeah. kind of a give me so now you want to you want me to fall on my knees and thank you because you did some basic human kindness, right? Like you were you were basically a decent human. Like, is does that go above and beyond? Like, as a single parent, are we less of a person, and we're supposed to reduce our standards in a relationship because we come with quote unquote baggage? Like, have you ever dated somebody who made you feel like your child was baggage? And that your responsibility oh, yeah. to them was... probably the worst relationship I'd ever gotten into. And I'm not just saying this, because I know most people will be like, oh, this person's this, this person's that. I don't ever bash somebody unless it's, like, truth. You know, because I don't ever just... I'm like, okay, that shit just didn't work out. I'm not going to speak down the person if they weren't really bad. Like, it just didn't work out. This person that, I, that I'm talking about was very, like, narcissistic. And uh, yeah, even right. name calling when the name calling started towards my child, that was it. Bam, that was done. Yeah, you know, that's something I was like, oh yeah. It and, was, and, it was and, bad. and generally, and generally, these people get offended. Like, oh, you chose your kid over me. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And what's crazy? <laughs> what's crazy is like I know you and I know me, so I know you're the same way I am. So when you meet somebody, you just lay it all out there. You're very blunt. You're very matter of fact. You don't pull any punches. And so to tell these people up front, hey, this is what I will tolerate. This is what I won't tolerate. And this is my kid. And um, you'll never come before her. I'm sorry if you can accept being priority number two in my life. We're golden. I'll treat you yeah. as good as you treat me. I'll treat you better than you treat me. I will always treat you good as long as you're good to my kid. Right. And to lay that on the line and then to turn around and these people make us feel like our kids are somehow, like we're somehow less because we have kids. It's so offensive to me because I'm like, hey, bro, 
Like, you knew I had a kid when I came into it. However, I will tell you, and, and I don't know if you've ran into this, but it's always surprising to me because I feel like, I feel like the man that I'm with now was used to dating single moms, yes, because he was like, oh, single moms are my bread and butter, and he made the joke that we come with snacks. Well, yeah, we come with snacks. And snotty noses, and, and we've got snot on our shirts, and we, we're always tired, and, and yeah, we're always on the go. And he, he yeah. you know, he made a joke about it, and when he made the joke when we first met, I was like, you just don't know the half of it, good sir. <laughs> Wait until there's a four-hour span of constant yeah, like, seven, especially exactly exactly so so now it's kind of one of those things where it's like um yeah no i think you i think really for ashley more than anything else in the world i think he was used to dating single moms who did not have custody of their children or their children were like further like grown up you know because i mean jolie's about to be three she's still young so I, I really believe that he maybe was dating single moms that were either really crappy moms or they weren't that invested in their kid or that they were those single moms that like they split custody with somebody because he's nice. made comments where he's like, well, even when I dated, you know, my ex such and such, like her kids would go to such and such's house every other weekend or she always had a sitter. It was never like this. Like, I mean, the kid wasn't around that much. And it's not that he's being ugly to me towards how often Jolie's around, because that's not the case at all. I mean, he's always like, just bring her, like, she can come, she can come, you know, unless he specifically says, hey, baby, <laughs> I need some alone time. You know, typically 98% of the time, Jolie's welcome wherever we go, wherever we're at. But he's he just wasn't used to that. No, I can't just, like... It's not one of those, hey, catch me next weekend. Like, I know we didn't see each other this weekend, but, you know, next weekend, I'm all yours. This is kind of like, hey, you're at the mercy of whatever we have going on in our world, and you can fit in, or you fall, like, fall in where you fit in, or, you know, you just won't fit in. Like, right. And, I'm not, you know, that's not to be a jerk. That's not to say that I have standards that are impossible. That's just the reality of the situation. If you're going to come into me and my kid's life, you have to bring positive. You have to be something better for both of us. Not just me, but for both of us. And if you're going to be brought around my kid, then you have to set that example because ultimately my daughter sees what I will and won't accept in a relationship. And that sets the standard for her moving forward. So if it's not going to be kind and loving and concerned and caring, like we don't need it. You know, we don't, we don't need it. Exactly. That's what, I, you know, the whole thing. That's what I think it's just uh, to get those on here and kind of put it out there because somebody who doesn't know doesn't know the reality of the different situations and they not make think twice about having kids. Really make sure they do do it the you know. I'm not saying it's a mistake that we is not what I'm saying at all, but maybe think about hey, maybe I should be completely married to somebody for. I mean, yeah, kind of I, just really I think about, you I know, absolutely not. I could absolutely not have kids with someone uh, now that I wasn't like totally invested in, sure of, and knew that there was a solid, nailed down future. And I know this sounds ridiculous because I know that people get divorced 
I know that divorce is still an option and you can divide your stuff out just as much as you merge your stuff. That's the day and age that we live in. I understand all that. But I really believe that the women and men that are, you know, split in custody, they see their kid every other weekend. They see them one, you know, one night a week or one night a week they go to their dads or their moms or, you know, especially those parents that they do get that child support. They do have that income to rely on. You know, I really think that they take that for granted. And, right. I, you know, simply because, it, you know, I got in a car wreck recently. Knocked me out for, you know, about six weeks. No income. I mean, you know, lived off of my savings. Thank God there was a little bit. But if I don't go back to work, the bills don't get paid and, and we don't get fed. You know, I can't right. just say, oh, well, you know, I'm not working, but I'm still going to have that child support check like that. It doesn't happen. It just it absolutely doesn't happen. People don't understand, too, because they'll be like, once you save your money, it's like I literally cannot save money simply because paying bills, buying groceries, you know, something breaks like this bad freeze that just happened. I literally had to replace so many pipes. Right. And one of them I just didn't do uh, because of my skill level with plumbing. One of them I just didn't have the, the means to do. So then I had to hire a plumber. And like, it's like I own my house and my property. So I was like, I have to pay for everything myself. You know what I mean? Right. My own man, which is fine, but I'm trying to tell, try to explain people why I can't just save money like some people can. You know, it's just hard to do in my situation. And okay, and and then you have the the true like the true things that pop up, like for the kids regarding the kid that like I don't know if HF does it, but I feel like schools dollar you to death. Like I pay you almost two hundred dollars a week to watch my kid, and every time I turn around, they're literally saying, "Hey, this is our service project. Let's let's donate to the Humane Society, or we need five dollars for this, or send ten dollars for this." <laughs> Or here's extra computer classes on top of what we already do, you know. And I'm I'm just like, man, like. And then, don't even get me started because I just, I'm I understand that it's a business. I understand daycares have businesses to run, but they they've fostered these rules like you know your kid can't have a sippy cup with their own drink after like 3 p.m. And that's cool if you're a teacher and you're picking your kid up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock. But for those of us that are picking our kid up at like 5.55 and 6 o'clock, that's three hours without my toddler who's already prone to dehydration going without a drink. You know? Yeah. Like there's different, I don't know. There's just so much struggle. And it's so aggravating for me. Mm, I didn't really, I think there's been three times since she's been born that I've really resented being a single parent. And it's not that I hate her, her, you know, her other set of gene pool, you know, it's not that I hate <laughs> him, you know, because honestly, I pity him more than anything, because I'm like, I look at her every day. And I'm like, you just don't know what you're missing out on. And and you'll yeah. never know. And, and that's your choice. But I'm sad for you. And I'm sad for her. Because ultimately, I'm not the one who suffers by your absence. I get more time with her. But she right. suffers, and I have to watch her. I'm sure I'll have to watch her hurt as she grows up, like, wondering what happened. You know, like, why why didn't he want anything to do with me? You know what I mean? And maybe, right. you know, all I can say is, well, maybe, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and 
we all have our own journeys to walk and I love you. You know, that's all I can say to her to bring comfort about the situation. But is that going to be enough? Like we wonder and we struggle about that, but there's been three times significant, significant moments where I just absolutely resented being a single parent. And, um, you know, one was she was in the hospital and she was hospitalized and, um, we were going to, we were being sent to Texas Children's. And for me, it was just that moment where it was like, I was scared to death. I was, I was scared to death. Yeah, it makes your heart drop, you know? I, I didn't know who was, I, you know, I didn't know how, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I couldn't fathom losing her. And then to top it all off, it was so upsetting to me that nobody could relate to how I was feeling because nobody else in this world loved her enough or played that role with me right, to know right. and understand the kind of fear and suffering and grief and worry that I felt in that moment. Everybody, I'm sure, was worried about her. Everybody that loved her was, you know, but, like, nobody could. And, and then outside of that, I resented. And then, you know, of course, recently, um, it was a car wreck because I just – you know, I, I really thought I was going to die, Cam. Like, oh, man, it was it was bad. It was a bad car wreck. Um, and I'll never forget, you know, I, the seatbelt is what got me. Thank God I had it on because it would be a whole different outcome. I wouldn't be here to, to have this conversation with you. But the seatbelt caught me. And I remember laying on the ground and calling my mom. And because she had Jolie, she was watching Jolie. I was headed home from work. And I remember having to make this phone call. And I remember making sure to make sure that my voice was calm when I spoke to her. And I simply said, mom, and she said, what? And I said, I've been in a car wreck. And I said, I don't know how bad it is, but it's bad. And she said, what's wrong? And I said, there's something wrong with my stomach. And I know my hand is broken. And she was instantly in, you know, she went to panic mom mode. And she was like, oh my God, where are you at? Blah, 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 blah. Where are you at? Et cetera. But for me, I had to lay there and in those moments, those quiet moments when the EMT is not asking me questions and they're loading me into the ambulance and, and, and I'll never forget pulling up to that bay and I saw my brother and my sister-in-law and I just start, you know, I just start yelling at them. Don't let Jolie be here. Like, you know, just, I'm screaming at them, get Jolie out of here, get Jolie out of here. Because all I could think was if she's old enough to have memories of me, right. the last memory she's going to have of me is on a stretcher in the hospital. I don't want her to see me like this. I want her to remember me making her breakfast that morning before I left. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and people take that for granted. Like, I live for those moments. I, I, you know, people take getting, especially stay-at-home moms, it drives me nuts. Stay-at-home dads, like a stay-at-home parent, period. They take for granted what they're given and they gripe on social media that they're so bored or they just need a break from their kids. And yeah, it's unfortunate yeah. because I'm like, I would kill to have time. I would kill to make my kid more than one meal a day. That's what I tell people. I was like, man, you don't realize how much a job, even though we have to work, how much a job takes away from that time too. And I tell people, that's why I was like, look, overtime and all this other stuff is great, but you also don't want to work your life away. You want to make that time for your kids and your family and everything else. So. Yeah, and I mean, I, 
you know, you, you teeter between working to live and living to work. Like, I have to work to live. But I also don't want to live to work. You know, my priorities are my family. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just us two, you know. Until Ashley, you know, God forbid, if, a big if, if he ever, you know, locks it down. And, you know, I think he even gets kind of offended when I say that. He kind of gets offended that I don't really suggest that we're one unit yet. And I don't mean to offend him. And I'm certainly not trying to minimize his role in our life. But the reality is, like, our bills aren't combined. We don't live together. You're not the one, like, yes, you see her when you see her. But still, consistently, when you're not seeing Jolie... Like, I'm still there tucking her in bed at night. I'm still doing her laundry. I'm still the one who makes sure she gets fed and clothed and brushes her teeth. I'm still the one who makes her put up all of her toys at night. I'm still the yeah. one stubbing my toe on the dang Legos. <laughs> Nothing hurts worse than a Barbie to your foot. Yeah, true. No, I don't know. Lego is pretty hard competition. And you've gone, I mean, you've gone through so much more than I have already. And I just, I dread it. Like, I, I sit here and I think about it. Like, how am I going to deal with the life situation? Because, you know, she's going to start school at some point And she's got, girl. she's a girl. How am I going to deal with, like, terroristic, like, bullying and, and hateful comments and cattiness? Like, how am I going to deal with all that? I don't want to no, be a helicopter. No. I don't want to be a helicopter mom. I can't go fight everybody. And I certainly can't go fight in minors. But... I'll go to a whole other level of crazy if you jack with my kid, you know? Yeah, I've had to deal with actually the bullying thing already. So, not my daughter bullying somebody else, but somebody bullying her. Not only one little kid, but two of them. And I had to go up to the school and I had to say, hey, look, if y'all don't do something about this, the next move is going to be my daughter punching your kid, you know, that kid in the mouth. And I literally, I literally told them that over the phone. I said, that will be the next step if nothing is done. Right. The thing they do is they're contacting parents and everything. So, I mean, it's hard to deal with, especially when she's coming home, you know, when I'm picking her up and she's in the back seat saying, you know, hey, this person pinched me or they were doing this to me or whatever it is. And that's hard to hear. Right. So, and she starts having full conversations going to school. And I hope to God that's not the case but for anyone's kids, really. But that's why... I, you know, it's hard raising a daughter and trying to teach her to stay sweet but be tough at the same time. So. Right. When you came up with this idea, um, you know, I, before Jolie was born, I started writing her emails, right? Um, I set her up an email account, and I've been writing her emails. And somewhere along the way, like, every email was entitled Dear Jolie, right? And um, it turned into this, like, not really – you know, eventually it was like, oh, I lo-, you know, it started out as, oh, I love you so much. I can't wait to meet you. Oh, today you did this. But it's evolved into now it's like, if something were to happen to me, this is knowledge that I have acquired through a lot of trials and, you know, errors. <laughs> and yeah. I, feel like, I feel like you should know it. Now, some of it she's not going to need or she's not going to be mature enough to handle or hear until she's way older. Um. But I've tried to be as totally candid as possible in those emails. Just here, look, you know, this is what it is. 
this is how it happened. This is the lesson I learned from it. And I hope you take this away because it could save your world of heartache down the line. And so when you told me you were starting the podcasting and, and you told me the app, I'd really kind of been sitting on, you know, do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Now, I would by no means say that the podcast is going to be a family-friendly, kid-friendly, um, feel-good thing. But I do hope that it becomes this absolute blunt, look, this is what it is. And this is the real struggles of I face as a family. Yeah. And, so, and that's kind of why I started it, too, because I wanted to basically... It's not just everyday life, a different, like I'm going to have like multiple different things to talk about, but exposing the truth behind those rather than the sugar-coated versions of what, you know, what people mention or the news, even things from the news, like all these topics that get thrown out in the news, like, do you know the the truth behind this or the truth behind that? Or it it might just be opinionated, you know, things that, but I think just, you know, like this topic, I think a lot of people don't see or understand even unless they are a single parent themselves dealing with the same kind of situation then it's even good for them to listen to it and relate to it right right okay so let me ask you um because it was brought to my attention i kind of caught some flack for you know julie's birthday is in september but i started planning her birthday party in may and i've had some really like snide comments from family and friends and they're like oh my god we don't care like her birthday's not till september but I'm like, bro, I ball on a budget. I want to give my kid the best, and I want to give her everything that I possibly can. But if I don't start planning and paying for it now, it's not going to get done. Right. Like, hence the budget. Like, like this is the reality. Like, I buy her Christmas gifts all year long, and they will sit at the top of my closet because I found them for way cheaper than waiting until the last minute. And then, you know, sometimes there's holidays where I'm like, like Easter. I was literally buying her stuff at the dollar store you know, before it closed the night before Easter. Yeah. Because the money fell right and I was able to get it. Not that she's old enough to really know those struggles and those plights. I hope to God she never knows the struggles and and hope to God she never picks up on the worry of like, how am I going to pay for this? Or what if I can't get her what she really wants? But at the same time, I hope she appreciates when you know i hope at some point she gets to that and she looks back and she's like man she's like i don't know how my mom made it but she made it work you know right and the kids will they do remember and what's crazy that's what's nuts because you you'll notice when your kids get older they mm-hmm. do remember things from when they were younger right it's, you know they brought them up like peyton's brought it up i know my girlfriend's kids have brought them up you know, some things up from that they remembered to her, and she's like, but they do remember that kind of stuff when they're little, even when they're little, you won't realize it until they get old enough to talk about it. Right, right. And I, you know, so that brings me to my whole, the kind of circles back to the whole, like, podcast thing. I would absolutely love to get your intake one day, um, your insight, because I know that you've dealt with it, too. Um, you're judged for your past and who, especially living in the small town. So that's kind of the thing you, we live in this small community and you're judged based on your looks and your past and the person that people knew you to be 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago, or even five years ago, rather than the person that you are today. And nobody ever gives props or steps back and says, you know what? Like, he's been through a lot and maybe he has changed. Or she's been through a lot and maybe she's not that same person anymore. But, right. But, 
it absolutely terrifies me growing up in this community. If Jolie does, if we stay here and Jolie does end up going through, you know, elementary, junior high, high school with all of these same people that I went through as kids, eventually they're going to hear their parents talk about the person that they used to know, or they're going to hear them talking about the opinions they have on me and my family Right. Based on what they heard or what they saw, but not necessarily what they know because they don't know me, you know? And that's actually a pretty good uh, topic to go on, like on a different episode. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. It's actually we'll pretty to, good. We'll have to collab on that because I know, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll save it for later, but I, I do know that you and I actually had one instance. Um, we had gone out, uh, what was it, Charlie's, I believe? Yeah. Oh, I remember. You remember? I remember calling about that. Yeah. Yeah, like we'd gone to Charlie's and somebody that I love dearly. Yeah, someone that I love dearly. Um, we were wearing your snake bites, and you know, you had your tattoo showing, and you were just instantly judged for the way you looked. And and you know, if you know me, you know my story. Like, you were kind of the MVP in my life there for a while. Like. Yeah, that's why I love your mom, because your mom, I think, immediately defended me, and she was Yeah, awful. mom was like, you just don't know what this man has done for my daughter, and that's one of my daughter's best friends. Um, you know, and that's kind of the reality situation, but I do also think that what kind of, you know, we were friends before I got pregnant. Like, you know, we started hanging yeah. out before I got pregnant. Um, we really kind of started hanging out just because I put it out there one day, like, I needed help on Facebook. I'm like, you know, I'd known you from school and growing up together and around each other. Um, but I put it out there that I needed help on Facebook and you were the only person who arrived and you, you know, you helped me move some stuff. And, and since then you've just kind of been that consistent person who arrives when I need help. You know, we've never had any romantic interest in each other. Uh, and, and I think that's really cool too, because you very seldom see those platonic male female relationships anymore. Right. Um, but I also think, uh, especially after I had Jolie, I think you were probably one of the only people I knew and still to this day know that, like, you just get it. Like, you get the struggles of, like, dating. You get the whole, man, am I, am I failing my daughter? Man, am I doing enough? Could I be doing more? Man, I really want to go do this because this is what I really want to do and it makes me happy. But how am I going to swing this? Because, you know, my priority is actually my kid. It's kind of like you wanting to go play music and, like, play your music and be in the band. But it's like, man, who's going to watch my kid? And am I taking this away right. from her? Am I taking time away from her to have time for myself? Is that right? Is that wrong? Um, so I think That's you really kind of... Peyton too is that she understands that music is a part of me. That's what's right. really awesome. She knows me having her for so long. She knows well. That's just what my daddy does. You know, he plays music, and it'll all it always be a part of me. And I think she understands that. What's right. cool is it kind of it's kind of a part of her too because she has taken that. I don't know by blood or whatever, but she's taking that interest in is music really? and things like that. Yeah. See, that's awesome. She loves to draw and do art, so it's like my, my older brother, Chad, is now working for DreamWorks Animation. So Right, right, right. I saw that. Yeah, before he, be, you know, started with that, though, she loved drawing. She always wanted to show her Uncle Chad, hey, what was this? But she's kind of like the same thing with me, 
taking the interest in music. She always has instrument she plays on. She wants to be writing songs and stuff. So it's yeah. kind of it's interesting to watch them grow. But and no. but yeah, we'll have to definitely get on another episode and talk about some, some of those other topics. Those are really good things that, that to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Well, whenever you have time, uh, just let me know because uh, I, 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 you know, I, I was writing those Dear Dolby letters and I was kind of reading through some of them and I was like, man, you know, that just there's people in your life that things just stick out to and they just you just know that they get it and you relate to them. And um, yeah. so on that note, the only thing I can say to end it would be I don't know if you've heard Jelly Roll's song um, Smoking Section. Yes, I've heard most of it. Right, right. Okay, so like, you know I love Jelly Roll. I'm a Jelly Roll fan. It's just kind of one of those quirk things about me. Like, if you saw me, you'd think, oh my god, she's so country, and then I'll blast off with some Jelly Roll. Um, But, he says in his lyrics, the lyrics are, I hope having has a smoking section. And it's just always stuck with me, like, if I ever make it to heaven, you, you know, like, I just... When we get there, Cam, I hope there's a smoking section so we can just blow and chill. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hang out like we do on the porch and just smoke cigarettes and, you know, talk about life. Cause yeah. Drink Kool Aid. So, anyway. But I didn't I've, mean to hold you up or anything. You get no, back no, no. to the. I've, I'm pretty sure I've surpassed the um, daily cheese allowance with my kid. Uh, I think she's on her seventh piece of cheese since we started this podcast. And, uh, I need to go find the laxatives. Just in case, yeah. <laughs> there you have it, Kirsten. Uh, single mom life. Yeah. But I coming on and talking about that. That way, you know, like I said, if, if people aren't interested in listening to it, they they may be. You know what I mean? Like especially right. like, oh, I'm I'm not even a parent yet. This is interesting to hear. Or even if it is a single parent, like, hey, I'm going through the same stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, no, I totally get it. Totally get well, thank it. Thank you for coming on, and uh, I we'll, talk it. Thank later. You we'll have right. to dig some more topics and stuff, too. <laughs> I All right, well, porch me anytime. All right, <laughs> bye. Thank you. Bye.